welcome to the horror cult trash of a podcast. We're here to discuss all the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary, he's Chris, and yes, we found the worst film ever fucking made. <laughs> welcome to this week's episode. Sorry, I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Why why are you so happy? <laughs> Congratulations to Christopher Barker for picking the worst film. We have discussed, and um, the worst one we will ever discuss on this fucking podcast, and I, I genuinely don't think I'll, I'll ever see anything as bad as this again ever in my entire life. It's awful. It truly, truly is awful. Um, it's Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. It's is well renowned as being probably the worst film of all time as well. It's low is the lowest on letterbox, doesn't it? It has a whopping zero point eight on letterbox <laughs> and a one point four on IMDB. And it all it all sounds fun, it's all fun and games when we're like, oh we're gonna discuss the lowest rated Christmas film of all time. Because we're a podcast that discusses trash. But when you're sitting there and you're analysing this shit for an hour and twenty minutes and an hour of that time is sent in is spent in a fucking car having fucking Kirk Cameron explaining religion to you. It's not so fucking fun. So we hope you enjoy the episode and have more fun listening to us discuss it than we had watching it. It's he's not just explaining religion, he's over explaining religion. Um I worked in a pub for many years and what I can compare this to is two drunk guys <laughs> in a, a pub talking absolute shite to each other. It's usually about politics. In this case, it's, it's about religion. But kind of disagreeing with each, with each other. But they're so pissed that you don't actually know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You recognise some of the words, but they don't quite fit together. That's all I can compare this to, is two pissheads chatting absolute bollocks. Yeah, I mean, first of all, a warn, I mean, we, we are a podcast uh, with two gay men in a relationship, so if you're a Christian, you're probably not listening to this anyway, but if you are a Christian and you love the big JC upstairs, this is probably not the episode for you, because fuck Jesus, fuck Kirk Cameron, and fuck this film. <sighs> Right up the ass with no fucking lube, because I am pissed off with every fucking every person involved in this fucking film. Whoever fucking greenlit this film can go fuck themselves. Who greenlit this fucking concept? It's my my issue with it, and I'll say it from the get go. Just one. Just one. You've you've only got one issue. My main issue. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't turn into one of the pissheads at the bar talking <laughs> shit. My biggest issue is that it doesn't even have the decency to be offensive. No. I wasn't even offended. As an atheist, I was not offended. Because he's not even against atheists. <laughs> he's against other Christians. It's crazy. But this is the thing. I feel like maybe that was in his intentions, but it's so bad that he fucking fails at it. No, 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 it's not. Because... What he's doing is celebrating... He's not celebrating the secular parts of it, but what people perceive to be secular, he is in some very strange way 
connecting it back to the story of Jesus. So all the things that people complain about that aren't religious enough, he's making religious. And that's the thing. And it's just really fucking boring. Well, to let's really get this episode started on a high note. We've got a quote from Big Boy Cameron himself. Uh, on homosexuality, Kirk Cameron... Now, first of all, give us a bit of history. Who is Kirk Cameron? I don't know fucking who is this Kirk piece Cameron of shit. Is. The star of Growing Pains. Growing Pains? The, I thought that was Michael J. Fox. Well, he's also in that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, was it Michael J. Fox and someone else? I don't know. Kirk Cameron's thoughts on homosexuality. Um, just to get you in the mindset to really fucking hate this guy. Uh, he said, I think that it's unnatural... It's detrimental and ultimately destructive to so many of the foundations of civilization. I believe marriage was defined by God. Marriage is almost as old as dirt. <laughs> and it was defined in the garden between Adam and Eve. Oh, they make an appearance in this film, by the way. One man, one woman, for life till death do you part. So I would never attempt to try to redefine marriage. And I don't think anyone else should either. So do I support the idea of gay marriage? No, I don't. Well, guess what, Kirk Cameron? We don't fucking support your existence, you piece of shit. But, but where was that energy in this I film? know! I was expecting to be offended. Um, I was expected to go on a big rant about, you know, d d defending atheism or, you know, a big rant against this homophobic film. I, I know, I, no one had expressly told me the film was homophobic, but I was expecting it. I was expecting to be offended by something, but I wasn't even offended by anything. This film was so boring, that was its only offence, because the rest of it, I had no fucking clue what he was going on about. Do you think even Christians are going to eat this shit up? Because most of what he says doesn't make sense, and now, don't get me wrong, a lot of the Bible doesn't make sense. A lot of religion in itself is very hypocritical. But literally, he makes no fucking sense throughout this entire film. Like, who who is he trying... There's so much what he says, that he says something else after and goes back on what he just said, and it just doesn't add up. It's, it, it feels like he's just grabbed a bunch of random words out of a hat. It, it is, and it is, he's just... It's stretching to find some connection... That justifies his Christmas. Yeah. Which is so weird. I, I just... Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's going to mean I don't. <laughs> so yes, we are discussing Kirk Cameron saving Christmas on 2014. 20 fucking 14! This was made in 2014. Yeah. It, it looks like it was made in 2001. It, it does actually, yeah. Like, it... <laughs> they're not even trying with the fucking filmmaking. It... Directed by Darren Doan, um, who made the Free Speech Apocalypse. Oh, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? That sounds exactly like my kind of film. Well, that sounds like the kind of film you could get offended by. <laughs> I wish we would have watched that. <laughs> well, it gets better. Mercy Rule, 42K, God Money, and music videos for Blink-182. Oh, that's nice. You like Blink-182. But also Kid Rock and Jason Mraz. So there we go. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Blink-182, the early ones, I think he did. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the one in the music theatre where... Uh, damn it. With a different uh, drummer. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kid Rock. I mean, of course he directed music videos for Kid Rock. Of course he did. 
Um, Jason Mraz. <laughs> Jason Mraz and Megan Trainer, by the way. Megan Trainer? Did you really? They have a song together. Oh, ew. Yeah. Oh god. I think, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it was Megan Trainer. Um, do do we remember Jason Mraz? Um, his one, one song. song. Well, wasn't even that good. Apparently, apparently he has one with. Uh, Megan Trainer. <laughs> Megan Trainor. Never heard of it. Didn't he have I never one? heard it. <laughs> yeah, this very really shitty one where he tried rapping. He's like, I'm Mr. Mraz. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Some wow. shit like I swear, he had a fucking rap song. I was getting confused <laughs> with that bad day guy. who had a bad day. I always thought he did that song. <laughs> I can't remember what the fucking song's called, but it's fucking awful. Um, budget $500,000. And it made... $2.7 million worldwide. It can't. <laughs> I think Kurt Cameron's been doing some IMDb updating, some sabotaging. It can't have made $2.7 I know um, we don't usually read out uh, the the socials comments until uh, Original versus Remake, but we've got one specifically for this episode that you might all want to join in on. Uh, Book- Bookworm of the Dead on Instagram said, Make a game out of it. Every time he cries about the war on Christmas, take a shot. This entire fucking film is about him crying about the war on Christmas. Yeah, and I I thought that was a metaphorical cry. <laughs> but uh, many times during this film, it looked like he's shedding tears. <laughs> or at least close to. <sighs> so, getting into the trivia. There's not a lot of it, thank God. Um, <laughs> oh, thanking God. Sure. Sure. Take the Lord's name in vain. Kirk Cameron's gonna come for us. Um, I mean, he's probably got nothing better to do with his days. You know. Um, Shortly after the film's release in November 2014, Kirk Cameron responded to the film's almost universally negative reviews by pleading with his fans on his Facebook page. Fucking almost universally. His posts read, "Help me storm the gates of rotten tomatoes." All of you who love saving Christmas, or like him, his mum, his dad, and his sister. His sister's in it. Go, go rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we decide what movies we want our families to see. If 2,000 of you out of almost 2 million on this page take a minute to rate Saving Christmas, it will give the film a huge boost and more will see it as a result. Thank you for all your help and support in putting the joy of Christ back in Christmas. Yeah, that's the tagline to this film, by the way, putting the joy of Christ back in Christmas. Great. The following day, Cameron took to Facebook again to claim that the film's rating had rose to 94% thanks to his plea to fans and supporters. However, the call to manipulate votes angered some film fans who took to write tomatoes to leave negative reviews, and now it's a zero percent. Cameron later blamed the negative reaction on haters, pagans, and atheists, and also claimed there was an atheist conspiracy to ruin the film that was allegedly hatched on Reddit. Have. <laughs> Donald Trump and Kirk Cameron been seen together oh in the same room. Oh my god. Because that sounds very Trumpian. He is. He's got to be his long lost son. He's got to be. There's got to be some relation there. Um, Hashtag false news. Yeah. Uh, here's a thought, Kirk Cameron. Maybe it was just really shit. Yeah. 
you know, just throw it out there. You can't be certain. He whinges about the atheists. I'm like, he doesn't even mention them in the film. He does. He definitely says atheists at least once. Does he? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, but he, he, Shit, he doesn't a make... to be offended. He doesn't make a, a massive deal out. I think I've got it in my notes when he does mention it. But, oh my God. So his fans might not have even enjoyed the film themselves, but because he begged them to rate it, he got to 94% for like fucking 10 minutes. Yeah, but it probably didn't. Mm. That's what hashtag false news means. Yeah, right. true. Uh, Veggie Tales creator Phil Vischer was asked to submit an opening segment to this film, but declined. Good idea. Do you know Veggie Tales? Uh, no. What is Veggie Tales? It's uh, like a animated series where Bible stories are retold oh my with vegetables. God. Oh, lovely! I'd rather watch that than this. Um, some or it's sad. It sounds very Ned Flanders-ish. <laughs> it, it genuinely sounds like something The Simpsons would make up <laughs> for an episode based around uh, Ned Flanders and his children. Uh, so, a final bit of trivia. This was the first Christmas-themed film to win the Razzie Award for Worst Picture, though it wasn't the first holiday movie to be nominated. And I have the awards it won and the ones it was nominated for here. So it was obviously, it won Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Kurt Cameron. Worst screenplay for Darren Doan and Cheston Hervey. Uh, worst screen combo, Kirk Cameron and his ego. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, and it was nominated for Worst Supporting Actress, Bridget Cameron, and Worst Director, Darren Doan. How Bridget Cameron didn't win that, fucking... I, I have no idea, because she was something... She didn't really do anything. Exactly. And the only thing she did do was get stuck in slow motion for ten minutes. <laughs> but we'll get to that point. So the premise of the film is this annual Christmas party faltering thanks to a cynical brother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> former Not Growing true. Pain star Kurt Cameron attempts to save the day by showing him that Jesus Christ remains a crucial component of the over-commercialised holiday. Dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the party looked in full swing, even yeah. though his brother-in-law... No one fucking knew the brother-in-law was no, there. No one even noticed he wasn't there. boring bastard. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We start with Liberty University training champions for Christ since 1971. Yes, champions oh. for Christ. You know what kind of film we're in for when we saw that? Uh, in a framing sequence, Kirk Cameron, as himself, with his very punchable face. Oh my god, don't you just want to punch fucking Kirk very Cameron? Very punchable face. Jesus Christ. Do what um, Yui Bowl does. Get him in a wrestling ring with us, please. Um, <laughs> actually, shit, Jesus. Don't do that. I'm, I'm not fit enough for that. Give me another few months, I'll train for it. Um, addresses the audience from beside a fireplace, explaining his love of Christmas like a gigantic cunt. It's it what annoyed me. It's like I like Christmas. Oh, lovely! What do you like about Christmas? <laughs> I like presents. I like hot chocolate. I like trees. I like baubles. I like tinsel. I like. I'm not sure the fuck. Oh, no, my my personal favorite was. I love the kids. Well, you probably do, Kurt Cameron. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he said he loves the kids. I'm sorry. 
when you act like a gigantic nonce throughout the film, you're going to get called a gigantic nonce. Apparently, it's a great time for growing out the winter beard, which is odd because his beard looks fucking horrendous. It's not growing out very... Fast. No, it's not. No, it's not. It looks shit. Cameron goes on to express his views on the contemporary celebration of Christmas, which includes his beliefs that atheists have tried to take the holiday away. There we go. And that Santa Claus is a Christian. Okay. I didn't quite catch the atheist part. Yeah, I think that's what the only time mentions it, though. Because I, I assumed that's what the film was going to be about. Mm. I really did. And I thought that we, we would sit here with a lot more material than we've got. I mean, I was offended at the fact I had to sit through it, if that counts. Yeah. That's probably more on you, Chris, let's, let's be honest. Okay. For choosing the film. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cameron also criticises fundamentalist Christians who have politicised the holiday by tying the celebration to pagan traditions and making accusations that the holiday has become too tied to materialism. Uh, he says some people want to put a wet blanket on the whole thing and he's telling us that we're singing too loud. Um... This should be on Twitter because this man has some invisible enemies. He does. That he's talking about. He don't name names. No. Um, I was there like, who bitch? Who's been saying this? Yeah. But who? Who? He doesn't say, he says, some people say that. Some people have been gone around saying this about my God. Yeah. Who, bitch? Name names. Where's your receipts? My personal favourite was when he's like, uh, Oh, and some people tell Christians not to rub Christmas in people's faces. Well, that is pretty much what all the Christians have to say about the gays. Um, but yes, go off. Um, I really... Also, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but fucking Jesus is always rubbed in your face at Christmas. Like, that's the whole idea. It's just... Excuse me. I mean, well, not literally. Um, <laughs> depends where you go. Uh, but... Seriously though, that that is, you can't you can't go a whole day on a Christmas music channel without seeing something about fucking Jesus. So I don't know why he's going around moaning. I don't I don't know how true that is. If I'm being, I'm not defending Kirk Cameron. But no, the, the but I don't know how true that is. But I also I don't know why that's such a big fucking deal. I know, I know. but that's the thing. I you know that's what everyone's aware of what Christmas is. And the backstory for Christmas. Everyone knows all the exposition. You know, we, we all know what it's about. But he's here saying that people are going around moaning about Christians rubbing in people's faces. Who the fuck's doing that? Who's doing that? Yeah. Which is basically what you said. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who are these invisible enemies? You know, he's, he doesn't outrightly say it. Like, Im- imagine if we were like, whenever fucking... Mary's born child, Jesus Christ, by Bernie M. Kong. Like, oh, fuck, here's Jesus again. Oh, fucking hell. No one does that. No. No. Mainly because it's Bernie M. I'm just happy to see Bernie M. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My, the one thing I really didn't like was how he kept stopping to sip on his hot chocolate. I know. That was very clearly empty. Yeah. Um, that really got on my nerves. He ends with, maybe we need a word from the outside. A voice that can remind us of the true meaning of Christmas. Maybe someone like Santa Claus is on the team. Yeah, that's cultural appropriation towards the gays. Only we say on our team, so get fucked. (laughs) Um, Also, Kirk is absolutely the male Mary M. Cosby. 
Gary. <laughs> no, I'm not the biggest fan of Mary M. Crosby, but that is rude. <laughs> <sighs> imagine if she. Imagine if this was uh, Mary's saving Christmas. Mary M. Crosby should do a Christmas <laughs> film. I mean, I don't like her, but she's entertaining. Um. So we see Jesus. Is it Santa? Is it Jesus? We don't know at this point. But we find out eventually it's Santa rocking yeah, a new it's a, look. It's a scruffy looking like medieval. So, so we get to a medieval looking girl telling an angry scruffy guy he's here. Oh, get my coat ready. Yeah. Um, then we get talking crap about heroes in stories being made to be more cuddly and wholesome as not to scare the kids. This is Cameron doing a um, voiceover. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the stories that we... And he goes on for fucking ages. The stories that we told were told when we were children. The bad guys were nasty. Well, they're not. They've been watered down and made wholesome for the kids of today. <sighs> Or some shit like that. That's not what he sounds like. I don't know why I've given him a slight Brian Blessed <laughs> voice. Um, that's not what he sounds like. But he's talking shit. It doesn't even mean anything. Like, no. What do you actually mean? No. You know, like, the, the tale of Red Riding Hood is exactly the same as when they told it 50 years ago. Yeah. 100 years ago. 200 years. You know, it's the same fucking story. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. No, 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 it, 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 yeah, it, it literally, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. And, and going back slightly, it's like I was saying earlier, whether even Christians eat this shit up, because even in his little opening sequence where he's trying to come for everyone, he even comes for Christians at one point. You yeah, but, but the whole thing, he's, he's yeah. having to go a certain type of Christian. Yeah. So it's not the type of Christian that he is. And that's that's where Kirk Cameron and his ego comes into it. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, his way of seeing things is the only way of seeing yeah. things. Everyone has to be like him. It's not yeah, about whether exactly. you're Christian or not Christian. It's, it's about being Kirk Cameron. But he hasn't... Yeah, exactly. But he hasn't got the balls to really be offensive to anyone. No. It, it's really just shockingly shit. And this whole... Heroes thing be more cuddly and wholesome. I'm assuming he's talking about Santa. He refers to himself as a hero at one point. I have yeah, it in my he notes. Does. But he's, he's. I'm assuming he's referring to Santa. Yeah. Santa is now looked at as a wholesome character. Mm -hmm. His version of Saint Nick is not wholesome. No. Which is, I mean, if that's what you're saying, but out of context, that means for cool. No. I'm like, he assumes everyone knows what he's on about. But 2014. Kids were watching Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> you know, they weren't having a wholesome image of anything. <laughs> they, were, they were on the internet watching a guy sit on a fucking jar. <laughs> you know? They were watching... They didn't need these fucking <laughs> stories. They were watching The Sopranos repeats. They were watching a man shouting meow at an egg. Did they? Meow! <laughs> what he's doing these days. Still shouting me out an egg. I have no idea. <laughs> Do, all, do you know what I'm on about? Of all the viral videos. Do you know what I'm on about? Yes. The, 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 a very short video of a man <laughs> meowing at an egg. Better than this entire film. Which has absolutely nothing to do with what I was talking about. 
We talked about the internet and videos that went viral. No, I was talking about shocking videos that went viral. I was shocked when I first saw it. Because, because of kids <laughs> being fed cuddly and wholesome images, which I don't think is the truth. Although I suppose the meow egg guy is quite wholesome, so yeah. That's a wholesome video, of course. <laughs> well, if you've got one thing from this episode, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it already... It's the meow egg guy. The film then switches to its main narrative, in which Kirk Cameron... Whoa, whoa, pretends... whoa! What? We're not missing anything. Yeah, we are! We're not missing anything. We're missing the Scar version no. of Silent Night with a shitty animated opening credit sequence. Christian Scar, really? Silent Night's not a Christian song, is it? Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be a Christian band. Uh, who, who else is yeah, going to no, fucking? Who but else is going to? Actually, something like, of course, is a religious song. That was stupid of me. <laughs> I do apologize. There's so many fucking Christmas songs. Yeah, so yeah, we get the main narrative. Um, he's attending a Christmas party at his dead sister's house. God rest her soul. You get loads of Scar versions of Christmas songs in films. But I'm saying they must They're be... all the fucking time. They, first of all, you just ruined my joke. Thank you. Sorry. Um, and they must be a Christian band to, donate, to donate their song to this fucking film. They yeah. must have known who Kirk Cameron was to give... I don't think a non-Christian band would have been like, oh, yeah, do you know what Kirk Cameron, top lad, here's the song. It would have been Love Family Ties. Family matters. Oh, who gives a shit? It was a shit version Family anyway. Affair. But, um, yeah, no, Kirk uh, arrives at his dead sister's house because, I mean, she could well be dead. She may be the, dead. There is no life in that they performance. They may have propped her up. <laughs> she may have been played by a mannequin. <laughs> I'm not sure if he has a sister. Um, apparently played by his real-life sister. She has um, as much personality as he does. It's super fucking obnoxious voiceover. Um, I also question how he and his real life sister can act so awkwardly together. Well, yeah, there's no chemistry there. There's nothing. Were you raised in different households? But also, uh, oh, there, oh, there is actually. Now, I didn't think this was interesting enough quote to read out. But actually, oh, go on. Now you mention it. He said he felt more comfortable. With his TV family on Grown Pains than his actual family in real life. I mean, that definitely shows on screen. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Growing Pains. How many different sitcoms am I going <laughs> to... No, that's Mention. the only one I said. Yeah, I'm in Growing Pains. This is about me. It's my moment. Oh, okay. I kept saying, I kept saying family ties. Family oh, did you really? <laughs> I thought you'd just go for his filmography. <laughs> Full House. Which one was it? Um... Yeah, so Golden he, Girls. He introduced inexplicably introduces himself to the audience. Like, Did he? Yes. He's like, this is me, Kirk Cameron. Here's my sister, the other one. And it was like, okay, hang on a minute. We just watched you in front of a fireplace pretending to drink hot chocolate, telling us about how Santa's on your team. Like we've saw your name in massive font for the opening credits. We know who you are, unfortunately. We don't need you to introduce yourself again, you fucking prick. <sighs> he then notices that his brother-in-law, <laughs> Christian, uh, is not celebrating like the other guests. And his sister informs him that Christian's just not into Christmas this year. Now, you know, any normal human being is like, oh, do you know, it's probably going for a rough time. We'll just leave him to it and let him have a quiet one. He, he doesn't want to be disturbed, clearly. <sighs> if only it went that way. 
Yeah, did you not notice that when he's dishing out the hot chocolate to the kids, that the camera goes fucking mental? <laughs> Absolutely bouncing off the walls and the fucking ceiling. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Did you not know? No. They're dishing it out. So these kids are queuing for these hot chocolate. He's like, putting the whipped cream on. And the camera is here, there, and fucking everywhere. I was like, Jesus Christ, slow down, bitch. Um, <clears throat> Kirk claims that he can be the hero or the villain, and tells us how even Scrooge, as a excuse me, as a story, and starts thinking of things that could be wrong with Christian. Yeah, so Kirk decides that he's going to be the hero because his name's on the fucking title of the film. He's got the strength to carry on. No, but you know, don't mention him and Mariah Carey in the same <laughs> sentence ever again. <laughs> Um, Christian gives... Ch- oh, yeah. Christian has fucking issues. He starts giving children death stares. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... That's what the camera goes crazy again. I saw I it that literally time. Have, so, one of his issues is elf worship. Um, <laughs> I'm very confused by. Um, I questioned why they're making this guy to look so sinister. Uh, horror. <laughs> like, it's real horror music plays. <laughs> As the kids dance in slow motion. Oh, there are multiple moments in this film where the soundtrack sounds like it's part of The Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> DeAndre, uh, a character and stereotype, let's be fair, um, chats about absolute shit. Did you knock it down about the perverted signs of Christmas when it zoomed into a candy cane? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, so DeAndre is chatting absolute bollocks to Christian. <laughs> Christian's just sat there with a face like a slapped ass. Um, DeAndre's chatting about Crazy Shirt Friday. Yeah, on floor two. And straight power. No, it's straight power. I didn't get, I don't know what straight power meant. Because it was completely out of context of what he was talking very, about. It's probably very literal. But Crazy Shirt Fridays. Essentially, a camp, <laughs> like you know, you can't <laughs> have more straight than crazy shirt straight, Fridays. You can't have straight power and crazy shirt Fridays. It's one or the other. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's talking. He's trying absolute shit. Um, he's comparing crazy shirt Fridays to the um, civil rights movement. He says his people have been through enough. Um, he won't stop at anything to keep his crazy shirt Friday. This poor actor oh who had to fucking read these lines yeah. out. I mean, I'm assuming written by two white people. Yeah, he must have been desperate for a paycheck. Um, it really just what a load of shy. And then, and then it does that thing where he's like. Nee, 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 yeah, Christian's just somewhere else. Yeah, no, we hear a, a cheap instrumental version of Deck the Halls. And um, um, it's absolutely giving me Michael Douglas in Falling Down. Are you familiar? He looks about, he looks about to go murder everyone. <laughs> yeah, but he does. He looks he does. like he's about to grab that phallic candy cane <laughs> and start smacking people with it. Oh, imagine how much of a better film would have been if he did. He look, he genuinely... But that, I mean, the poster makes it look like Last Action Hero. Oh, my God. Talk about Kirk Cameron and his fucking ego. 
that poster could not be any more mismarketed than... So it, far it, removed. Oh, my God. From the actual film. He loves himself so much, and that really just makes me hate him even more. Should we just rewrite the film as we go? Yeah, yeah. So, his brother-in-law, Christian, <laughs> has had enough of Christmas. <laughs> He's had a breakdown, and he's set to murder everyone at the party. Yeah. He's eyeing up the phallic candy cane, mm-hmm. so he can start smashing people's face in. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cameron needs to save the day as pure action hero... Indiana Jones. Yeah, and he does Bye-bye. this by hitting all the dead people with Bibles and it brings them back to life. Oh, God. <laughs> he does, like Miranda. I'm pretty sure that's how he sees the film. <laughs> like Miranda versus Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about... Um... No, we can't, because we'll be universally hated as much as this film if we say we enjoyed that. Oh. <laughs> We enjoyed And Just Like That, by the way. If oh anyone has been watching, we loved it. Okay, let's, let's not say love. Let's not... I loved it then. I it was, no, it. I enjoyed, enjoyed it. No, I loved it. Okay. I loved it. Um, yeah, people, please continue listening. We have more bad things to say about Kirk Cameron. Um, <laughs> if you also enjoyed it, talk to us on social media. Um... Kurt goes to ask Christian why he's not feeling all Christmassy. He finds him in his car, trying to have some peace and quiet. And for the next hour or so, we are stuck in this car with Christian and Kurt Cameron. This is like that film we watched at Grimfest, where they're stuck in the car with a bomb. Um, and it is, that, that is genuinely what it felt like watching this film. Yeah, but that was meant to be tense. On edge to see how much worse it could fucking get. <laughs> well, on his way out, Cameron says, if anyone at the party isn't to be found, they're probably somewhere quiet. Like, bitch, no, they're not. They're probably out having a fag. Or <laughs> they're probably in the toilet vomiting or in the bedroom shagging. I don't know what kind of parties he goes to, but in my experience, it's Good one Christian of them three. Parties. Um, they're so. not out somewhere quiet. Well, they probably are, but that's so they can do a tactical vol and go back inside for the rest of the party. When Christian starts talking, he says it all just gets a bit... And then he starts humming. Like, literally for a few seconds. Yeah. And, and then he just mumbles away. He really does mumble. I have no idea what he says after that. But it's not acknowledged that he stopped his sentence halfway and then started humming no. a festive tune. No. Like, how strange. Do you think he was called Christian on purpose? Yeah, of course. No, absolutely. And there was no doubt in my mind that him being called Christian was on purpose. So, yeah. He performs a little song, then tells Kirk that he feels the holiday became too commercialised and consumerist. And that he feels uncomfortable with what he believes are pagan elements of contemporary Christmas celebrations. All whilst mumbling until he starts pretending he's a Christmas tree. Oh, I'm a Christmas tree. I fucking wish you were. Oh my god, he weaponises his sarcasm throughout the whole thing. It's awful. He's just as much of a twat as Cameron is. Oh yeah. He says, how many kids could we have fed? How many wells could we have dug? Then fucking go and do it then. Yeah. 
Like, why are you here talking about it? He says, and it goes on, he says, what have we done to the world? What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> I can't carry on. What have we done? Yeah, do you know what is, you know what's hilarious about this? This film costs $500,000 to make. Go out there and feed all the children then. But this, uh, no, uh, yeah, but he's, uh, but the thing is, Kirk Cameron's against this, yeah, the, this thought process. So this Christian in his nice swanky car, yeah, and you know that's a big motherfucking house mm-hmm. that they're having that party in, yeah, yeah. You know, he's there saying, "Oh, we could have fed the children with those gifts. We could have, you know, dug some wells." But actually, if you downsized. A little. Yeah. You know, you can do both. Well, Kirk tells Christian that he is wrong. How he's spoiling Christmas for everyone inside his house and recites the story of the nativity, which includes a part where people are murdering babies in the streets. Is that is that part of the actual story? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, sorry. Um, Kirk takes Jesus away from the story to prove why it's important that he was there. And tells Christian not to panic when he takes him away. He talks shit about a fucking cloth. Oh my god, here's a drinking game for you. Drink every time Kirk Cameron says swaddling cloth. (laughs) The fuck does swaddling mean? What's swaddling? What horrible words. What's swaddling? Do you know? No, I don't. But how is Christian ruining the party for everyone? No one knows he's gone. No one knows he's gone. Absolutely no one. having a lovely time. The kids are enjoying their hot chocolates and going batshit crazy. You know, Kirk Cameron's the only one that has an issue. Yeah. Well, actually, apparently the sister does, but it's hard to tell. Well. Because she hasn't quite come to life yet. Two get in, in a bizarre series of events, two guests at the party discuss conspiracy theories. And uh, one of them says, you know what's going on here? Three words. War on Christmas. Oh, really? You've not made a point of that already. Um, Did we discuss the nativity? Uh, no, no, it, it takes a break. It takes a break oh. to go to these two. Um, they then, because, you know, obviously... Um, well, it can't be the government, because these are clearly big Trump supporters. Someone's listening in on them. Someone's tracking them, um, obviously. Trump wasn't Trump... Wasn't it? Oh, no, 2014. 2014. 2014, it was Barack. Ah, oh, there we go. So, um... Yeah, so it's very much, I have to say, happy holidays. It's a war on Christmas. Yeah. Area 51, what about Area 52, where they keep all the mangers? Chemtrails, blah, 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 fucking blah. Well, this, yeah, this guess wraps it all behind his uh, hot chocolate mug. Well, he puts on an accent, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um... Yeah, not a very politically correct accent, no. I don't believe. No, and he yeah, he does he does this whole rap um about free speech and blah 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 everything you'd expect to hear. And that's that scene over. Yeah. But DeAndre looks genuinely concerned. Yeah. I don't know what by the conspiracy theories the fact that he accepted or a role in this film. The fake accent, I'm not sure which one. Um yeah, whatever the point of that was. What what was the point of that? 
what was the point? And everyone knows that this war on Christmas, I'm not allowed to say Merry Christmas, I have to say Happy Holidays, is an absolute bag of shite. Yeah. It comes up every fucking year. No one in my 33 years on this planet has ever told me that I'm not allowed to wish anyone a Merry Christmas. No. It's fucking hashtag fake news, hashtag <laughs> full of shit. Um, speaking of which, Christian complains that several elements of Christmas, most notably Christmas trees, are not biblical in origin. No one fucking cares! Cameron tells him that Christmas trees were God's idea since God created trees and goes on about it for so we fucking ages. Part. No, we, we spoke about nativity. But I didn't, I, oh, I didn't get my... Oh, go, please, I, continue, continue. Um, I, yeah, no, I thoroughly apologise if I missed... I mentioned about the babies being murdered. Yeah, yeah. But he goes, we have the whole nativity, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, we actually don't. What we get is Kirk Cameron doing a voiceover telling us that we need to picture a rock. Okay, I think we've got that coming up, actually. But that's before the trees. But he oh, tells they this... want to virtualise a cross every time they see a Christmas tree. That's after the nativity. Okay, you, you carry on. That's after yeah, the... I, I missed that bit. You have to picture a rock. I... You, it wasn't a manger. A manger's aren't... Manger, manger is a rock in a cave. Okay, I... You have to picture a cave. I was probably fantasising about watching another film. You have to picture a cloth. A swaddling cloth. Um... He also explains that, much like Lana Del Rey, baby Jesus was born to die. <laughs> um, that's the reason for the season right there. Um, they say that a few times. This time, it's baby Jesus cry- uh, dying is yes. the se- a reason for the season. Um, and then Christian says, oh my God, I didn't realise the importance of the swaddling cloth. And I've literally just gotten written here, what the fuck are they going on about? And it literally, it, it's as in case, this fucking film has got us twisted. <laughs> I, feel, I I genuinely feel like this, there's something like a gas leak in the room. Because this film has got us twisted. We don't know where we are. We're chatting just as much shit as they are. The next note I have is, I would rather be shitting myself right now. This is never ending. I don't care about Adam, even Jesus. It's... I don't... I don't... I don't get why he went on for so long about this fucking rock. Like, it's not a... So, the, the real... He's telling us that the real nativity story didn't even happen in a barn. But that's not true. I, in the Bible, it's... In a barn. But he's talking about a rock in a cave. Yeah. The cave that he dies in. It's just really just so incoherent. Meanwhile, we have, we're being forced to look at this fucking awful production value that I'm sure some nursery nativity players probably have better production oh value Oh my than God, this. I was expecting three kids to walk in with tea towels on their heads. <laughs> um, he says that each tree represents a Christian cross. Breaking the fourth wall... Kirk encourages the audience to visualise a cross every time they see a Christmas tree. No. Yeah. Kirk further addresses several see, other concerns. Said, no, sorry. He says, uh, um, Last I checked, God made the winter solstice when he aligned the planets. Uh, we get Adam, who has a shaved head <laughs> and a glittery apple. Um, don't know where we got the razor from in the Garden of Eden, but he has a shaved, clearly shaved head. Um, he explains that Jesus is a fruit on a tree when he was crucified. 
he sacrificed himself so that Christmas trees can't be used to make crosses for crucifixion. <laughs> this is legitimately what he said, <laughs> that Jesus is a fruit from a tree. So we're allowed Christmas trees at Christmas time. Yeah. Kirk Cameron approved Christmas trees. He says, because Jesus is a fruit on a tree, because when he was crucified... The wood was made from a tree, therefore he was a tr- fruit on a tree, and that he sacrificed himself so that all the subsequent subsequent trees, including Christmas trees, can't be used to make the crosses for crucifixion. He absolutely made that up for this film because he knew he couldn't sell a Christmas film without a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> and that when you see an empty Christmas tree... You have to picture an empty cross and remember the swaddling cloths. Of course. And run and tell the nearest person about the story of Jesus and the importance of Christmas trees. And there's this girl and she's there and she looks at this empty Christmas tree and it turns into a crucifix and she runs off ready to tell someone about the importance of Christmas trees and Jesus being a fruit. Oh, well, don't quote me on that one. Jesus is a fruit. <laughs> He's not on our team. Kirk further addresses several other concerns Christian uh, has about his thought. His... <laughs> Including its date and the role of the three wise men. Oh, we haven't even got to them yet. Oh, fuck. Kirk ties the nativity directly to crucifixion, um, saying that baby Jesus' swaddling cloth was the foreshadowing of his burial shroud and claims that the gifts of frankincense and myrrh were used to treat dead bodies in a form of primitive embalming. Which I saw as in a little trivia thing that that's not actually true. Of course it's not. And that frankincense and myrrh and gold, it's isn't called it? myrrh. Myrrh or whatever. Myrrh. Um, they're just expensive. Yeah. So the whole point is that they just he got expensive. <laughs> like okay, shit. What can we buy that looks really expensive? Which is, which is really <laughs> annoying because that actually does. That that is in keeping with what he says later on about gift giving. Yeah. Like, giving expensive gifts. It's God's way. Oh, here you go, Jesus. There's some frankincense and myrrh. And G- I bet Jesus is like, oh, fuck. They really went all out for me. Cheers, mate. Top lads. Kirk encourages Christian and the audience to place nutcracker dolls around nativity sets to represent Herod's... Oh, oh sorry. Um, soldiers during the Massacre of the Innocents. Run and tell the story that Jesus is... I don't give a shit anymore. So essentially what he said, and this is very confusing, is that instead of buying ornaments that depict this, Mm -hmm. is that you can use the ornaments you've already got to create this. So you have a little nativity set, yeah? Yeah. As a Christmas ornament. On display, so then you put your nutcracker soldiers around it to remind you of Herod and his massacre of the innocents. 
rather than buying a nativity set and then a set I'm, I'm assuming it exists it's got to exist somewhere of the massacre of the innocents buy a little picture of it a postcard I'm, I'm sure someone's depicted it somewhere in art also nothing in that house is made of other ornaments or you know made from scratch it is full of fucking really expensive yet tacky looking Christmas decorations but that's his point the, the yeah. whole point of this film is him telling us that we're allowed <laughs> we're allowed all our tacky Christmas stuff because it all ties back to Jesus and the Bible. It's fucking bullshit. Christian is convinced by the arguments, but then complains that Santa has co-opted Jesus uh, as the figurehead of the holiday. He further expresses discomfort over the fact that Santa is an anagram of Satan. Christian, <gasps> love, you've, you've got so much time on your hands. You Way really need to get time. out more. Way too like, much fucking time. go to church an extra day a week. I don't know. And he's it's... so sarcastic and yeah. so passive-aggressive. He's then like, well, tell me, tell me, where in the Bible? Where in the Bible does it say this? Oh, you're going to tell me it's in Joshua 4.45. Oh... Oh my god, I'm just looking at how many more notes I've got this fucking boring story. Kirk um, tells Christian the story of St. Nicholas and tells him to imagine it's a little more Lord of the Ringsy. <laughs> this includes a reenactment of the First Council of whatever that says, in which Nicholas violently beats Arius for hearsay. Hi- hearsay. Hi- for hearsay. Uh, his favourite group from yes. Pop Idol. Oh, the rival. Pop Stars The Rivals. Pop Stars The Rivals. I think it was. Can we talk about when Kim Marsh was uh, fat shamed on TV? Do you remember that? No. Do you not? Kim Marsh, um, so she was going for this band on TV and she was in absolutely no way overweight. Mm-hmm. And they turned around and said, oh, you can't be part of the band if you don't lose any weight. Wow. And it was a big part of the series. Did she actually lose the weight? I don't think she... Well, she didn't need to. When it got to number one. They did, yeah. <laughs> Anyone that's not from the UK has got no idea what we're talking about. So, yes. Spotify, hearsay, pure and simple, and you'll know. Yeah, Nicholas violently beats Arius for saying that pure and simple isn't hearsay's best song. Um, it's only fucking song. <laughs> they had another one. Which one? I don't fucking know, but they had another one. Thinking it over. Oh, Mr. Oh, no, that was Liberty X, weren't it? Yes. Oh, same thing. Um, and then, just when we thought this film couldn't get any worse, this scene of Nicholas violently beating up Arius for his hearsay opinions is joined by fucking dubstep. Inexplicably, yes. We get dubstep Santa... And it is nowhere near as funny as it sounds. It's... No. It's... Shit. Um, he explains that Nicholas was bad, but in a good way. So, like, in... <laughs> good girl gone bad. In a Michael Jackson kind of way. <laughs> good um, girl gone bad, take three. <laughs> Cameron then explains that St. Nicholas was the basis for Santa Claus... 
uh, in his band. <laughs> who was a byproduct of Nicholas's story being diluted by secular culture. He was the Ooh. bassist for Santa Claus. I didn't say bassist. Bassist. It's not like he said a bassist. Bassist. He was the bassist. <laughs> For Santa Claus, who was a byproduct of Nicholas's story being diluted by secular culture. So this is what he was talking about earlier in the film. About stories of heroes being made all wushy-cushy for kids. Yeah. For modern kids. But out of context... That makes no... It, why is that at the beginning of the film? Why is he not saying that now? Well, uh, Christian then joyously declares that Santa is the man. And I have never been so glad to hear someone say Santa is the man because when he says that, that means the fucking boring storytelling hour with Kirk Cameron in the car is over. It's done. And I never have to watch that shit again in my entire life. I can now forget everything he just said and live my life happily. Well, briefly... Let me just let me just finish off my oh, points. Oh, for fuck's sake! So, <laughs> come on, I'm really trying to squeeze a podcast out of this fucking. No, we've nearly reached an hour. It's okay. So we're celebrating violence yeah. against those we disagree with. Like, what's Christian <laughs> about that? <laughs> so the story is essentially this guy that I know I disagree with your kind of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. And that makes. St. Nicholas a badass. I I really wish then, more critics did this with Kirk Cameron. And Cameron turned around and said, well, Christian, the guy you accuse of stealing Jesus's limelight is actually the defender of the faith you want to be. What, Christian wants to go around beating people up because they disagree with his type of Christianity? The way he looks at people, probably, Exactly. Yeah. This, is, this is a real misstep with the film. This is where he should have said, actually, do you know what? You're right. I should be more badass about this. And he gets a rifle and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are the sort of people that carry guns, aren't they? I, oh, I, oh, yeah, I suppose so. With, uh, yeah, so Santa's the man. Christian asks Kirk to tell everyone at the party that he's came out in the rash and needs an eggnog shot, uh, which is why he can't go back to the party. Plausible, absolutely plausible. Well, he's had an allergic reaction to eggnog. That's yeah. what he's trying to say. Um, Kirk tells him to go back and tell his wife Which that he was chance wrong. would chance to be a fine thing in our household? Has anyone know, anyone know where we can get some eggnog? Yes, please let us Mention, know. Yeah, please let us know. Just DM me or Gary and say, mate, I got the best eggnog from Waitrose or whatnot. Well, certainly not Mark Spencer's. Certainly not Mark Spencer's. Um, Kirk tells him to go back and tell his wife that he was wrong and he also tells him to be the guy who saves Christmas. And you see Kirk Cameron is so proud of himself during this scene. It is so irritating to look at. He is so proud of himself for telling this other guy to go and save Christmas and take over from his role as the hero because he's done his work now. He has saved the day. But how can you be the person who's ruining Christmas and then suddenly become the person who's saving Christmas? Oh, I know. So what you're saving Christmas from... Is yourself. Well, I suppose it helps that no one thought he was ruining Christmas in the first place. Apart from his wife. Reassured of Christmas as Christian roots, 
Uh, Kirk and Christian return to the party. That's a tongue twister there, isn't it? Uh, and when they arrive back, DeAndre greets them by saying, Looks like someone's having a moment. Hmm. Oh. So, DeAndre, in the, the extras on the DVD, um, there's a cut scene where he believes they're out in the car giving each other handjobs. <laughs> Um, so that's why he says that when they return. Uh, what Christian decides to do to uh, bring some holiday spirit, some good Christian holiday spirit to the party is slide across the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, doors open, he slides across the floor. Everyone is shocked and backs up, mm-hmm. thinking this is his, you know, Michael Douglas falling down moment. <laughs> This is this is him. He's finally lost it. <laughs> he's got a you know machete in his pocket mm-hmm. and he's ready to go into town on them. Yeah. Um. What he then decides to do. Face plant the present. Is face face uh, face plant the present. This is when his wife is launched into slow motion and doesn't this recover. This is when she's launched into slow motion. So she's shocked at his return. And his slide across the floor that she fucking cleaned <clears throat> before the party and he's ruined. Um, now, this really is the wankiest <clears throat> thing that Kirk Cameron says. In a film full of really fucking wanky statements, uh-huh. this one is above and beyond. He, he gets says, another erection over a tree. Yeah, so whilst Christian is on his stomach on the floor... Kirk Cameron says, sometimes you have to go low to see Christmas from a new perspective, like a child. See how the gifts under the tree look like a city skyline? A new Jerusalem, and the tree is the tree of God and Jesus. Whatever, I I put down, whatever the fuck is he going on about? Yeah. And they do a little outline of the gifts and said, this looks like the new fucking Jerusalem. Like, so he's tying these gifts under the tree back to the Bible because the trees stacked, the the gifts stacked, look like a city skyline. Yeah. Um, bitch, look under our fucking tree... Gary's got the most misshaped gifts. <laughs> They're a fucking skyline. No. Not every fucking gift is a, in a box. Oh, imagine how boring their fucking gifts are. Imagine having to listen to him every fucking oh. year over the Christmas dinner. So, children, look. Look at those gifts. It looks like the New Jerusalem. Um... Christian then jumps at Santa for a photo opportunity. Oh, no, no, I have, I have a note about this. Um, oh, no. I mean, yeah, so he goes on blah, 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 blah. Uh, he then issues a plea to the audience to make Christmas an overtly religion, ho- religious holiday again for the children. Kirk asks if we'd still like to have pictures taken with Santa now that we know the real story about him. He then proceeds to have pictures taken with Santa and his family. So I'm getting mixed messages here. What the fuck? Are we meant to like Santa or not? We do like Santa. We, we do now. It was a good thing that he beat Oh, of course. Because that's where the mixed messages were coming in. 
Because he's like, oh, yeah, beat the shit out of someone. Are we meant to like Santa? Yes, we are. No, we are. We, we are meant to like Santa. Fuck. Because yes. he was violent against someone who disagreed slightly with him. Oh, when I say um, with the family having pictures, that does not include the sister. Uh, she's still stuck Slash in slow wife. motion. Yes. Um, doing nothing. Uh, again, she could well be dead. Uh, Kirk starts talking shit about soldiers and starts telling us how we all need to make sure everything points to Jesus at Christmas. The soldier, and, and I quote, the soldier who made sure death was killed. What the what does it even fuck mean? does that mean? What does it mean? That is the most nonsensical thing I've ever heard in my life. De- make sure death was killed. So what? Because Jesus sacrificed himself. That means no one can ever die. Well, that's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. sense. Christian offers to give his wife a gift. Oh, have I got something for you? Uh, he does yeah, not She finally start... comes to life again, doesn't she? Well, she yeah. missed out on the photos. Because she's... But literally, it keeps... When they're having the photos taken, it cuts back to her. Yeah. Looking... In slow motion. In slow motion. I don't know. I feel like she's going for concern. I don't know or, what she's doing. I don't know. Concern or shock. I don't know which one it is. She is really struggling to but convey she's stuck in slow emotion. motion. But the rest of them aren't. It's so weird. It, it, I, I mean, I, I really don't know who she lost out to at the Razzies. Because... That would be interesting to I, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst actress, weren't it? It was worst, worst actress. Supporting worst supporting actress. actress. Um, worst supporting actress. Worst supporting actress. So you... <laughs> <laughs> Not Tyler Perry. No, Kim Kardashian in Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Oh well, that's the more showy one, isn't it? For the she, uh, I'm sure Kim Kardashian wasn't that bad. Uh, no, compared to no. this mannequin. <laughs> like seriously, it's a. I I was expecting uh, her to transform into Kim Cattrall at any moment. <laughs> yeah, um, but what actually was his gift to his wife, Gary? Well, he, he comes up looking like he's about to start fucking helicoptering for her. And she's like, oh, yeah, now I'm alive. I'm going to get some dick. And then uh, Kirk pauses the film for us all to be like, hang on a minute. Did you think you're going to get to see him shag? <laughs> Not in my good Christian movie. People don't have sex. We've got some okay. hip-hop. You've made that sound more exciting. It's not even shag. It was a kiss. No, yeah, literally. Like, they didn't even get it's a like, kiss. Some, oh, this film. is where you think the heroes provide the big kiss. Well, we're going to give you the unexpected. So Christian, as a gift to his wife, organises a hip-hop dance to symbolise his love of Christmas. Set to Angels We Have Heard On High, a dance rap version by two white men. Yeah, what are they called? I don't know, you didn't you not get a name down? No, I didn't. I no, just, good. I just we don't Spotify. care. We don't want to it's, encourage it. It's a play on Fox Force 5. Yeah. Something like that. So this is by far the worst thing I've ever seen, and um, by quite a margin as well. Oh, God, I'm afraid. And I said this about the 12 Days of Christmas thing on the Mistletones. Um, oh, my God. But this outdid it within a record time as well, like within a day. Fine, fine, golden wrist. Please, no. Um, it's still not let off the hook. It, it's still terrible. And a partridge in a pantry. Um, this is even worse than that. 
I have never been more horrified by anything in my entire life. It just went on for so long. The auto-tune, the white rapper, conspiracy theorist, guy being obnoxious, doing trumpet impressions, beatboxing, and fake DJing, the breakdancing. This is my worst nightmare. It's a lot of very plain-looking people awkwardly hip-hop dancing. White people. White people, you know. And DeAndre. It's a song to get white people turn, isn't it? Um, at one point, the sister... Have we even given the sister a name? No. Uh, at one point, the sister gets on the dance floor, takes off her high heels, throws them <laughs> behind her, and you can visibly see a little girl get hit in the leg. And she's shot, and she kind of rubs her leg and looks... To like, I don't know who her mom in the crowd or, or someone <laughs> be like, well, what do I do? I just got smacked with a heel in the leg. Yeah, and the sequence gets even worse because then Kirk and Christian start doing some break dancing, and it goes on for fucking ever. Credit where it's due, Kirk Cameron, a fairly reasonable word. Shut the fuck up. It's not fairly reasonable. Is it the worm or the caterpillar? I don't give a shit what he's doing. Um, it's the worm. Kirk then... It's got it too hot to Kirk then tells everyone to feast. And a random guy on the, self, on the sofa is like, this is why I show up for these pies. Who are you? Who are you, may I ask? He's a random guy on the sofa. Kirk suggests that the audience organise the best dinner possible for Christmas, but not to forget that it's a celebration of God. And just when you thought it was all over, we even get bloopers in the credits, because that's what we all need. And that is, sadly, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. A film bad enough to make you hate Christmas. Um, the only existence. thing it does right is that it has the decency not to run an hour and a half. It's an hour and 16 minutes. It's fucking fun. But you feel every single second of it. Yeah. Um, your conclusions, Gary? I, it genuinely the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is obnoxious, horrific, fucking force-feeding you religion bullshit. Uh, Kirk Cameron is easily top ten worst human beings on the planet. Um, genuinely, I, I fucking despise this piece of shit film so much. And um, Kirk Cameron, to go with it. I hated the film I was expecting to be offended um, I was expecting to have a good old rant on the podcast about how you know I'm so dismayed and offended that a film like this could be made that's so insulting um, but it didn't even have the fucking decency to offend me all it did was <laughs> bore me to fucking death. Bored me to tears. It was really awful because I had no idea what he was going on about. No. Like, just genuinely. And I'm, you know, I've, I don't, I've never read the Bible, but I have an understanding of the Bible. Um, I still had no idea what the fuck he was going on about. Really, like, who was this for? What was his point? What are you trying to do? 
Yeah, made absolutely no sense. No sense. No, no sense. sense. I I don't know who this is for. I really don't. Because and it wasn't even so bad. It was good. No, no. It was just bad. Like seriously, I've given myself a headache trying to get an entertaining podcast out of this film. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they say it's the worst film of all time, when it is that low on Letterboxd, fucking believe it. Yeah. It's really is just no exaggeration. It's that bad. You couldn't even give it an ironic five stars. No. No. But yeah, so let us know if you sat through this shit yourself. You poor thing if you have. Uh, Horrorcore Trash over on Facebook and Instagram. Horrorcore Trash on Twitter. I'm Delight Gaz92 on Letterboxd. Gazmo205 on Instagram and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker823 on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, if we have not offended you good Christians out there during this episode, then rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, like a follow and everything else. Next week, I can thankfully say we will be discussing Jingle All The Way. Yes. Bringing back that 90s nostalgia, uh, discussing the, the Christmas rush of the 90s to get what you wanted and... Terrorist jokes and all that great 90s stuff. File it under more entertaining than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. That certainly can't say about Saving Christmas. <laughs> and it's double episode week. Seriously, this fucking film. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm frazzled. I'm absolutely frazzled. Well, I'm not getting my sentences out right. Sorry to disappoint you, but Christmas Eve... We will be bringing Original versus Remake forward oh this month. Oh my god. And first of all, off to a good start, we're discussing the best Christmas horror film ever made. Uh, yes. We're discussing Black Christmas. But with it being Original versus Remake, it is Original versus Remake Freesome. And we'll also be discussing the 2000s remake. And yes, that 2019 remake. Yeah. I think we'll get. A lot of good material for that episode. I think it's going to run a lot longer than this one. (laughs) Um, But I might still be fucking frazzled by the end. (laughs) Yes. But yes, that will conclude our Christmas episodes for this year next week. So we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Bye.